0: Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas, so download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network.
1: Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up.
0: You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the Vegas Nation Takeaways podcast. I'm your host here, Heidi Fang. And joining me today, a good friend, a former colleague. Gilbert Manzano. He's all over the Chargers beat down in L.A., taking care of business and, of course, father of Cam. That's always the most important thing of your bio. So I had to get that in there before I forget. Um, Gilbert, how is Cam doing?
1: Oh, he's doing well. I took him to the vet the other day to kind of get a checkup. You know, he's older now. He's nine years old. But the vet told me he's he's in good shape, uh, staying strong. So, Cam, uh, he's barking strong.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad because whenever you gotta take the puppies to the vet, that could be a hard, you know, hard go around as as a dog father.
1: Yeah, no, no dog father. Actually, yeah, I like that. It's <laughs> <Dog father. laughs> like
0: Snoop. It's like but, Snoop, Snoop
1: Dogg album, huh?
0: <laughs> but when I said Gilbert's taking over LA for the Chargers beat, that's because he's with the OC Register, the LA Daily News, the SoCal News Group, all of Chargers coverage, and the co-host of Compass on the Beat. Thank you so much again for joining me. Don't forget, everybody, to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. We're also brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal and presented to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $500 when you sign up. And we're also presented to you by TickPick with Blue Wire. All right, Gilbert. So let's get into this here. The first for the Raiders of um, a divisional feat, the Chargers had quite a thrilling Divisional win over the Kansas City Chiefs just this past week, week three of the NFL season. Wow! So they're coming into this game really fueled, as far as I would see it. How was the the camaraderie? What's the feeling around the Chargers team right now after coming off such a huge win?
1: Yeah, no, Heidi. They're, they're starting to believe it, in Brandon Staley. I'm sure they already, you know, were really believing what he was talking about. To, to but to now put it into, you know, on paper or on the field. It, the product is actually doing well. So I think for the Chargers to kind of see everything that Staley's preaching, to, to see it to come to fruition, to come to life at a place like Arrowhead Stadium, Kansas City, you're playing the five-time defending champions, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. And you go over there and you you know push that team to four turnovers and you beat them at third house, 30 to 24. The crazy thing, the Chiefs didn't even score like in the final seven minutes. When, the, when can you hear that about the Chiefs not scoring for about seven minutes in, in, in an NFL game? So uh, the Chargers are flying high right now, and it's funny because that's where the Chargers beat the Chiefs. You know, you start thinking about the, the next week, the big showdown against the Raiders, and you start kind of thinking, okay, this game will be a little a little more juicier the Raiders are 3-0. and uh, So the repeat reports were watching the overtime Dolphins and the, the Raiders after we were done writing, and once the Raiders won, we started seeing the hype between... The three you zero undefeated Raiders and the Chiefs at two, I'm sorry the Chargers two at one Monday Night Football at SoFi Stadium,
0: big time. And uh, as we know, it's uh, Gus Bradley's return game, and he's bringing some of the boys back with him, like Casey yeah. Hayward and um you know well Unique and Gogway and you know, that one wasn't really Charger you know Perryman. There's a lot of guys um, that have been with Gus Bradley and the chargers that are going to make their return. So is that uh, something that you think maybe the players might have right now and their mindset is like, Hey, we got to show up against these guys that are coming back to our team that were once a charger.
1: Yeah, no, I got extra work for myself this week. Cause I'm doing stories about Gus Bradley, Casey Hayward, <laughs> Denzel Perriman, even yeah. Damon square came back, uh, Phylon, uh, Roger teamer. I keep going and going former head uh, coach, uh, you know, the DB's coach, uh, Ron Miles, so mm-hmm. it's like turning into Chargers, uh, 702 Sin City over there. Uh, so you know, we're going to be asking a lot of the players about you know, spe- specifically like the wide receivers, Keen Allen going against Casey Hayward, you know, former friend. They probably went at it uh, many years in practice for the Chargers. Uh, Casey was around for I forget five or six years, so uh, and Casey. You know, was one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL with the Chargers. I and mean, he kind of had like a, like a really bad year in 2020. But it was maybe because of injuries, because now he's with Gus Bradley and balling out with the Raiders in Vegas. So uh, a lot of tricky, intriguing storylines, uh, specifically with Gus Bradley going back. And, and you, you know what I keep thinking about, Heidi? You know, Justin Herbert's been playing really well. But yeah. who knows Justin Herbert the most in the NFL? Gus Bradley, he went against him in practice every single day as a rookie. So he knows his tendencies, his weaknesses. So I'm kind of curious to see what Gus Bradley cooks up for uh, Herbert.
0: Yeah, I like what I've seen out of Herbert so far. And I just think that one of the things that I like about him is the beautiful touch he has on the ball. It's just so, when he's out there with throwing <laughs> a dime, man, it's a beautiful thing to watch. But what have you thought about his progress as a quarterback? Did you kind of expect the way that he's like kind of stepped up and came into the game and the way that he's developed, did you expect that to happen so soon?
1: Yeah, no, specifically that, that, that rookie year, he, he did so great that you kind of start thinking like, is he going to regress a little bit, yeah. a new coach and stuff? Can you keep up this pace? And, and maybe I'm taking it for granted, but it kind of feels like I'm watching the same Herbert from his rookie year and his rookie year was really, really good. So He's being consistent now for year two. He's not regressing at all. Um, You know, it's crazy because we we kept saying like, okay, he can't be that good on third down anymore because, you know, you, you can't keep keep up that pace for so long. And you start thinking, okay, well, the Chargers offensive line, you know, is better. They repaired it. You know, he doesn't need to be in these third down situations. He is again in third and long, you know, third and 12, fourth and four. But it doesn't matter for Herbert. He is so cool under pressure that he kind of welcomes the, the, the third down and long. And he usually gets it. The first week in, in Washington, they got 14 uh, third-down conversions. Uh, that's unheard of. That's rare. And, and that's why we saw last week when the Chargers were faced with the, against the Chiefs with a fourth and four, they were going to go for it. But then they went backwards for a fourth and nine, still went for it because that is how much trust Brandon Staley has in Justin Herbert. And it's wild to kind of think about that a second-year quarterback has this much trust from a, from a coaching staff to let him do whatever he wants. Like, he's throwing the ball 40 times a game. Um, the running game hasn't been, you know, established, but maybe that's okay because it's new-age football. You got to let that thing go, sling the rock, and push downfield. And they probably have, along with Patrick Mahomes, probably the best quarterback at pushing the ball is Justin Herbert and, you know, not too far. You know, it's probably – I'm going I'm trying to rank players in my head now. Yeah. It's probably Patrick Mahomes, Rosa Wilson, you know, obviously Brady Rodgers, and then maybe Herbert at fifth. Like, that's crazy to, to, to think about that. He's in that class when it comes to deep field shots.
0: Yeah. And then I actually did a reference thing on this, this morning, and we're talking here on a Tuesday. So I want to make sure that happens because this usually comes out Wednesdays that I say that we're talking on a Tuesday. But uh, <laughs> when I looked at the stats on deep balls, it's actually for, for plus 15 yards, Derek Carr has been in the most out that way so what have you thought about that the development the progress you saw this team the Raiders for years um, before even coming to Las Vegas and covered them there where Derek Carr wasn't really making that progress where you saw him under new offensive coordinators and you saw him with different wide receivers and the struggle was real in that time. I don't think, it, you know, he had the seasons he had wanted to despite what the stats were. Um, so what do you see as far as differences with Derek Carr this year, between the last few seasons that you saw him?
1: You, you know what? I, th- I think it's just confidence and, and trusting his playmakers and, and building a good uh you know, relationship and chemistry with these guys, because it's been a minute since we've seen Derek Carr kind of ball out this way, because we forget at one point, I think it was maybe 2016 that he was an MVP candidate. He took the Raiders to the playoffs. Uh, That was before I think uh, John Gruden came around and, and, and it seemed like Carr was on the cusp of being, you know, a very consistent top quarterback, Pro Bowl quarterback in the NFL. Then he, he, he broke his ankle. He couldn't play in the playoff game. It was Connor Cook. I have to remind the Raiders, Raider fans, listeners. They know what happened in that game. But ever since that, that you know, situation with the injury, he kind of lost some swagger, some confidence. He wasn't, you know, as mobile. He wasn't as, you know, creative and doing these crazy play, make, playmaking kind of things that he used to do in the pocket. Then he had a quarterback change. Maybe that got into his head. The Raiders were flirting with other teams. And maybe he lost some confidence. I'm sorry, flirting with other quarterbacks. But maybe he lost some confidence that way. Now it seems like Derek Carr does not care about what people think about him. He's kind of blocking out the outside noise. He's kind of maybe probably gotten that trust from John Gruden um, and his GM Mike Mayock because guys like Brian Edwards, Zay Jones, Hunter Renfro, these guys are just killing, you know, the offense doing so well together with Derek Carr. And at one point I got worried about Derek Carr. He's just looking too much for Darren Waller. It's just you know, where is Darren Waller and get him the ball? Help me out, bell me out, Darren Waller. That has not been the case this year. That first game against the Ravens, he was throwing that way a lot. But Man, he just started going to Brian Edwards, Zay Jones and and Hunter. I'm sorry, uh, Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro. And like, okay, now now he has some weapons and this offense is for real. So I think, you know, what John Gruden and and Derek Carr are doing, they have been very impressive. And I think they've been a legit offensive uh, 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 team this year.
0: All right, let's take a break right there. When we come back more with Gilbert Manzano previewing Monday night football taking place at SoFi Stadium. So stay tuned. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Another ticket site, TickPick, will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. There's so many Raiders home games coming up at Allegiant Stadium and on the road, and TickPick has you covered. If you're looking for seats at Allegiant Stadium, which is already tough to do, TickPick is bound to have the best offers available. Make sure to check that out, Raider Nation. Visit TickPick.com slash VegasNation today and use the promo code Vegas Nation to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. right. Before we left, we were talking about the progressions of Derek Carr. Now I want to talk to you about the progressions of what we've seen out of the Raiders secondary, because you mentioned a name earlier, Gilbert, and that name to me is Ron Milas. And just seeing what he's been able to do with the young players, what was the sense you got of him as a coach uh, when he was on the sidelines with the Chargers?
1: I, I immediately thought it was a big loss for the Chargers. Uh, Ron Miles' the track record is he is good at developing DBs, uh safeties, cornerbacks, whatever it is in, in the in the secondary. Ron Miles will get the best out of you and make you reach your potential or help you reach your potential. And that's what he did when Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward was around, you know, with the Chargers. Casey was kind of a middle-tier cornerback. He didn't do so well with the with the Packers. Then he comes to the Chargers and he gets Ron Miles, and now he's his Pro Bowl cornerback you know he was underrated he didn't get enough appreciation around the league yeah, you know Ron Miles is just, just every anybody he kind of comes with it could be an undrafted uh you know free agent rookie and now that i think about it he helped michael davis uh, michael davis was an undrafted uh you know speaking of a chargers cornerback he was undrafted in 20 wow. 2017 uh he developed under Ron Miles and he got he, he got as a kid say say he got the bag in free agency he got paid uh courtesy of the help of Ron Miles so you could look at anybody who played for the Chargers as a DB in the last three or four years when Gus Bradley and Ron Miles were around, they will probably tell you he was a big influence in, in their development. And so you're seeing that now with the Raiders because the Raiders have invested uh, draft capital on these DBs, and I'm sure they're, they're enjoying the coaching and the teachings of Gus Bradley and Ron Miles
0: yeah and richard smith too right <laughs> linebackers um had you work with yeah, that
1: yeah that's right
0: yeah so i mean when camp started There's a lot when it was all the, yeah i, I do sometimes when i'm listing them i can't even keep up because it's like so you know <laughs> the the combined crossover and you're just like wait is that wait and then uh anyway you know so it as the Chargers defense has gone on to the field and progressed throughout the season, it's, you know, it's just three games in, but have you noticed any like changes in the philosophy or how they've carried themselves out there? The players per se, just with different coaching.
1: You know, what's kind of funny, you know, I, I asked Joey Bosa and I, and I said, it feels like you guys are comfortable now in this Brandon Staley scheme, which is supposed to be very complicated. Yeah. You know, the, you must've done something right to, you know, throw off Patrick Mahomes. And he was like, we kept it we kept it simple we were just playing nickel defense the whole time then i started thinking about gus bradley because gus bradley has had the most success defending patrick mahomes since he entered the nfl as a starter and maybe brandon staley was saying okay you know what uh you know I, i'm i'm not this big eagle guy i'm watching film if gus bradley did something right might as well run that back why not and it worked and that's from the gus bradley kind of playbook that you don't you don't blitz uh you know, Patrick Mahomes because he will burn you downfield. So the whole philosophy was, you know, limit the big plays, make sure you got the roof over the over the top, and then you bring some pressure consistent. And that's what they did it to beat the Chiefs. So I think there's a lot of you know Gus Bradley influences of what the Chargers were doing because he, he's such a good coach. And yeah, people were I was gonna say crying, but I, I'll say it. I said it anyways. People were complaining that Gus Bradley wasn't being aggressive enough. But if you look at Gus Bradley's track record, he's gonna limit the explosive plays. He's gonna have a bend but don't break approach. But at the end of the year, you're probably gonna be a top 12 uh overall defense or maybe top five and passive defense. So uh and I, I kept telling everybody in Vegas, Gus Brad's gonna improve this defense. And and I and I could tell from all the from all your reporting, Heidi and everybody there, that you you got that sense too that this guy's probably gonna help out this defense in a big way. And so far it's panned out.
0: Yeah. And he's really played to everybody's strengths. Like you said, kept it simple. That's something I think that has really helped some of the young players, particularly Jonathan Abram. when I mean, you see how much he's cleaned up his play from last year to being one of the worst uh, safeties out there with, you know, pro-, pro football focus ratings and all of that stuff to being very good in the box and playing essentially like a linebacker out there, but he's been, uh, you know, holding his own, so to speak, um, how they will defend against one Mike Williams who had a better banner day and continues to show up is something that's been on my mind what has mike williams been drinking gilbert what's in the water
1: i don't know i feel like everybody's been waiting for the mike williams explosion breakout year and i know my I fantasy didn't... team I was, was. It, say... gave it gave up
0: on him it gave up on him
1: it's ha-
0: not happening
1: did you have them and you drop them or you not year? draft them
0: Yeah, no, I just I had him on like three teams last year. And Mm. And so I was like, you're early,
1: you're early (laughs) on the Mike Williams train. And and you're not the only one, Heidi, because that's probably the most when it comes to fantasy football. That's probably the biggest question I always get around draft time. Should I take Mike Williams? I'm like, yeah, this guy's really good. And then he doesn't really do it on the field. But you see him make these crazy catches in the fourth quarter. But it's like 40 yards, one catch and doesn't help you on fantasy purposes, you know. But now he's kind of putting it all together stat wise, getting 100 yards of receiving. You know, a touchdown, eight catches for the PPR, helping you out. I think he was a he had the most points by wide receiver in week three uh, in terms of fantasy football. So Mike Williams is doing things right, and I think it's a lot of because Mike Williams has always had the, the skill. Maybe he's had some issues with with uh, injuries, but mm-hmm. when he's healthy, he like in terms of talent, he's so physical, uh, sure-handed to make plays. But I think it was on the coaches. The coaches just assumed that he is so great down the field and, and a great jump-off a player that. You know, you know, for the charges, like, okay, we're, we're kind of desperate right now. You know, we need it. We need a touchdown. We need, we need a we need a prayer. Throw it to Mike Williams, and most of the time he came through. But they weren't using him to the to the point of giving him targets and volume. Uh, get him and get him established early. Uh, giving him uh, easy throws, maybe not easy, but at the line of scrimmage, give him something to kind of get in the flow of the game. And it's kind of funny seeing this big body receiver catching five yard catches, but yeah. It's been helping because he gets in the groove and then after that, you know, how do you, if you're a DB, how do you play this guy? He's getting play, he's getting these catches at the line of scrimmage. Do you pay him do you play him closer? And if you do, his route running is really good, so he's going to go up to up the field and he gets you a 30 or 40 yard uh, play. So Mike Williams is a problem right now. He's finally found his stride. He is a complete wide receiver and credit to the Chargers coaching staff, specifically Joe Lombardi the OC for figuring that out. I don't know what what took so long, you know.
0: Yeah, he says just like everything, all the lightning in the bottle things. Had to get healthy. Had to get the right coaching. Had to <laughs> yeah. get the right play calling. Herbert had to step up. Yeah, that all too. those things. And do
1: Mike Williams.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so as uh, you know, we wrap up here, Gilbert. I wanted to just get your take on maybe one thing that's impressed you most about the Chargers team right now, that you think could create a problem for the Raiders come Monday night
1: football? You know what? I think it's just a, it's a, it's a lot of playmakers that Justin Herbert has. And I want to see, like I mentioned, Gus Bradley go at it with, with Herbert. And you know, one thing I've been really impressed though with, with, with Gus Bradley and that defense is the pressure that the defensive line, Max Crosby has been playing lights out. Uh, you mentioned Ngakwe. And you know, Heidi, for a few years, this, this team cannot get pressure. This defensive line on the Raiders cannot do it. Now they do it. Uh, so seeing that matchup of can you finally get pressure on Justin Herbert because he has a, a rebuilt offensive line. He's had some issues on the right side because Storm Nord in the backup he's going to play again. Uh, so you might want to feast there if you're Max Crosby, go against uh, Storm Nord Storm on the right side. So but, but when you get in his face and you create pressure, that's usually when Justin Herbert does his best work. It's, it's crazy to think that a second year quarterback does so well with pressure against a blitz. Uh, third and long situation, he does not waver. So when I want to see what the defense does when if Herbert's going to the screen game, you have Austin Eckler there, and you know Austin Eckler is a baller when it comes to fantasy football. Uh, you want to go deep. You got Mike Williams uh, or even Jalen Guyton. Do you want security blanket? You got Keenan Allen and you got Jerry Cook. There's a bunch of weapons for Herbert. And when Herbert's playing lights out right now, what do you do if you're this defense? Because right now they're they're, they're doing well. They're 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 doing fine. You know, they. You know, they had some issues with Lamar Jackson, but they did enough. You know There was a shootout there. It was kind of a, a sluggish start against Jacoby Brissett, uh, but they, they did okay. Uh, and, and they did pretty well against Big Ben in week two as well. So, But Justin Herbert is, is probably better than those quarterbacks. Maybe, maybe Lamar Jackson has something to say, but Herbert <laughs> and those weapons are going to be a problem for this Raiders defense. And then I think you'll find out how, how legit is this defense. Are they just kind of like a little frisky they're gonna be okay or are they actually doing well good things with Gus Bradley when you face Justin Herbert on Monday Night Football I so
0: tell you know what I'm gonna tag Lamar Jackson when I post it, <laughs> he has to say it. <laughs> you know what I said I was
1: like okay they play Lamar you know he is an MVP I should probably I should probably slow down but it's just crazy because Herbert has been really really good and it's kind of like it's, it's a second year guy I should probably take a step back but he's a real deal you know
0: yeah. Yeah. And you could you could see that uh, early on the way he stepped up and the maturity that he shows, like you said, and the discipline in the pocket. That's not easy to do as a rookie coming mm-hmm. into this game. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I've been high on watching Justin Herbert's career unfold and seeing how well he does. And uh, for that matter, like when you bring up Max Crosby and the you know replacement O-lineman, that's just a mm. snack. This is a snack for Max, you know, getting to Justin's going to be the full meal. So we'll see if he can get there. Uh, But Gilbert, I certainly appreciate your time today. Please tell everybody listening uh, just what you may be working on, if they want to, you know, find out any Charger secrets and playbook, uh, you know, designs that you might be drawing on your articles. Just uh, let all the Raider fans know (laughs) what you got coming up.
1: And that's why I love your show, Heidi. You give me the best intro and then give me the best outro. So I get to pub my stories. Uh, I'm going to do a big feature on, on Mike Williams. You know, I'm probably going to do some relationship stories on Gus Bradley and Casey Hayward. So a lot of storylines. You know, check it out the Orange County Register or the LA Daily News or follow me on Twitter. I tweet out all my stories there. Uh, so, you know, if you want any charges content, you want to see what the enemy is doing, then you know, give me a follow at G Manzano24. That's
0: right, Manzano it's like an apple but it has an O. hey spanish i don't know what it's, i'm doing it's, it's okay. actually, it's, actually
1: it's an apple tree if you're going apple off tree, uh, the full out you're going legit spanish like the like the mexican spanish is way different than or spanish yeah. but apparently it means apple tree so They're like Monsano.
0: castilian spanish
1: yeah so i guess uh, i'm an oh, apple God, tree fancy
0: nice yeah. <laughs> i love it yeah so um uh, Gilbert, thank you again so much for the time and the Spanish lesson. I will put that one in my <laughs> and Hold on to it. Thank so you. I, Heidi. So I stopped speaking my uh, Chicana street Spanish. But
1: uh, <laughs> well, keep doing it. I do the same thing. I got a lot of slang.
0: Right? <laughs> English. It was sure good to talk to you, man. I really hope I see you out in L.A. Maybe uh, we can go to Buffalo Wild Wings when we're not in a pandemic and, you know, hang out for a minute. I uh, yeah. really appreciate it. Again, give them a follow at Monzano 24 And everybody, for all this week's preview action, check out VegasNation.com. And also keep up with all of the things that we're doing by hitting subscribe on these podcasts three times a week, plus your post-game show. And uh, that'll do it for me today. Thanks so much for listening. Locals know, the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas, so download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.